Welcome to Nate's Esports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, also Instagram and TikTok. We're Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. we got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for our show, and they help out. You guys, Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Uh, Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout's free. Uh, rent, uh, Wilson County Hyundai, find your next car at WilsonCountyHyundai.com and drive out to Lebanon to see what they have to offer. Again, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, yeah, we are done with the booger-eating conversation uh, from the pre-show uh, start uh, about my whatever Stone Cold Steve ah. Austin take I didn't get. Uh, but uh, yeah, go so, back and listen to Stone Cold Steve Austin's intro song. And if you know, you know. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't care about uh, wrestling, but we'll move on. So, Zach, you say you have three things that we know about the AFC South after the first two weeks of the NFL season. I mean, I think. Uh, you know, one of them is that the AFC South is a bad division <laughs> and uh, with the, with what's going on with the Texans, the Jags and the Colts. But Zach, let's go through your three things of what we know about the AFC South thus, thus far. Well, we'll start with something that I was a little bit surprised at and Trevor Lawrence's face kind of says it all. How bad the Jacksonville Jaguars really are. I thought they were going to be better. But after watching him, and Trevor has that face, I agree with that face because it has been a tough scene for Jacksonville. And Urban Meyer has gone on record. If you watch some of his press conference saying, hey, stick with us, it's going to be a process. He wasn't saying that stuff in training camp. Right. But now he, I think he's settled in. And, and, and if you've watched the Jags, so they got – Boat raced by the Texans in Houston week one, and that was not a game ever. Now, the following week, and I watch all these games, so I know. Yes, you do. They they jump off to a 7 nothing lead, and you're like, okay, fi finally the, the Jags have gotten something going. Oh, no. Then they don't score uh, again. They struggle. And, and Denver comes back and waxes them pretty hard. And defensively, they struggle. They don't have the players. The offensive line, they're bad. And Trevor Lawrence is sitting there doing this. And I think what we realize is, I mean, Zach Wilson has a very similar problem if you've watched the Jets. And coincidentally, in not this week, but the following two weeks, after this week, that's who the Titans play. Man, the Jags are a lot worse than I thought. I thought one player was going to improve them a little bit more than they have. And I think Urban Meyer has been an absolute disaster. Like it's, I wouldn't and, say disaster. I think that is harsh. With all the stories that are coming out about how he handles practice, the wins and losses, like drills and practice, and how he he's handling it like he's a college coach. When that's what we've been saying about Urban Meyer. And the experience the entire time is that how can he adjust to coaching professionals, not college kids uh, who he has to de-recruit after recruiting. And, you know, it's not going well with the offense. Uh, you know, he's going to lose a bunch of games. He's going to lose 
more games this year than he probably has in the last decade combined in college football as a as the head coach of Ohio State. And he's going to get frustrated. And he's already having to fight off questions about the Southern Cal job. And it was funny, after one week, he loses and gets boat raced by another bad team in the first week. Uh, he's you know having to talk about how he is committed to being with the Jags and turning this thing around. Urban Meyer's not doing a good job in this roster. I, I, I'm with you. I expected the Jags to be a lot more competitive early on. I kind of expected them to win that first game against the Texans, but they have been awful, awful. Uh, and Ed says Urban's health uh, will fail quickly as uh, he typically gets out of Dodge uh, with some type of heart condition to go spend more time with his family. I don't think that's going to happen again uh, in Jacksonville, but it's been off to a really, really ugly start. Well, and then you have the Nick Saban comparison, right? Because Nick Saban touched the NFL and then came back to his comfort zone of college. And, you know, Urban, I don't. I think he'll give it a longer time than maybe Nick Saban. It's going to be a process, man. Like, in the NFL, you're going to have to have three. I mean, look at what John Robinson did with – and he had to make some moves. you got to have a good general manager. And and Urban Meyer is going to run a, and call a lot of the shots. But to restructure a team from the worst team in the league – it's going to take you about three to four years to be competitive. I just thought it was going to work quick, quicker, because everywhere Urban has gone, that has been the case. Yeah, and the hard thing is that you expected Trevor Lawrence to be a fix, right? <laughs> like, and you expected him to be able uh, to come in here and help close the gap a lot, because if you're saying it's going to take three or four years to turn it around, well, there goes the cheapest three or four years of Trevor Lawrence, right? Because after that third year is when quarterbacks drafting the first round start to uh, uh, get uh, big-time deals. And well, you need steps to have to be made, right? He's going to have to take some big strides in year two and year three. I mean, Patrick Mahomes didn't play his first year. So, like, you you can't just call no hope. It's just no. – it's coming – It's it, you're they stumbled – yeah, I but would the, say the they Chiefs, fell out of the gates. The Chiefs were in a different situation. The Chiefs traded up from 27th in the first round. They were a playoff team up from 27th in the first round to go get Mahomes at 12. Very different situation there. But the, the thing about Trevor Lawrence is you I can't saw look this. look at Cam Newton then. Cam Newton was drafted and then, you know, several years later went to the Super Bowl at his MVP. Uh, I believe that would have been like year four or five. So, yeah, right? I mean, that's that's correct. Uh, so uh, I did see the stat uh, earlier today. Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus says Trevor Lawrence, his pass attempts, 36% of his pass attempts so far have been untouchable. That's the highest rate in the NFL. And I saw that he has thrown 27 uncatchable balls through two weeks. That is the highest in the league. Uh, Jared Goff is second with 18. So he's thrown nine more uncatchable balls than the next most uncatchable passer uh, in the first two weeks. That is such a big separation. It's pretty crazy of just how how much like in like Peyton Manning struggled in his first year going three and thirteen and leading the NFL in interceptions. So you see this all the time from quarterbacks who figure it out. But we expected and thought that Trevor Lawrence would be more of the 
pro-ready, where Mac Jones has been the most pro-ready-looking quarterback who's a rookie, but Mac Jones has the benefit of playing with the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick to help him out a lot. David says those uncatchable throws sounds like Joe Milton. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Joe Milton, I, I don't even know what Joe Milton's uncatchable pass rate is at Tennessee. It's probably around 50%. But uh, but it's still, we expected Trevor Lawrence to look better than he has so far. Yeah, and just through two games, but I don't think things are going to get much easier as the Jags opened with the Texans and the Broncos, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're sitting there, you're thinking Urban Meyer, like, wow, that's actually a, a pretty good get in the first two weeks. Then all of a sudden you blink and you're 0-2. All right, so we're going through Zach's three things we know about the AFC South. We've already talked about one. That was what, again, just go ahead and restate your first thing about the Jags. Trevor Lawrence, look at his face. That tells you everything that you need to know. They're not good, and it doesn't look like they're getting any better anytime soon. All right, let's go ahead and get to your second point uh, here. But first, real quick, let me tell you guys about our friends at the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever that injury happens in life, make sure you know who you can trust and who to turn to. That is the folks at the Bone and Joint Institute. They have over a dozen doctors there at their facility who specialize in literally anything that can happen, anything that can go wrong, whether it's your shoulder, your hip, uh, you know, your ankle, your foot, your knee, your spine, your neck. They've got it covered, and they streamline the process of getting back to health with one location right there in Franklin that does it all. They do the imaging, the testing, the surgery, and the rehab under one roof. That Nobody else can really say that in the state. Nobody can say that they do everything in one place. Boneandjointtn.org is where to go. A to Z Sports were powered by BetMGM. I did a parlay this morning. I had a Major League Baseball parlay, and I don't usually do this. Yeah. but uh, Well, and it's just a boost. It's a $25 bet, and it really just got me to bet on the Thursday night game. And that Thursday night game, I'll tell you my bet, over one and a half passing touchdowns from Sam Darnold, but it was minus 160. So I was like, ah, I don't really like those odds for what it is. All right, let's maybe I can use this parlay boost. So I, I'm praying that I go into that not, the, the night yep. with two wins because I've taken big time favorites tonight in Major League Baseball. So it may be done before it starts, but that's the best part about BetMGM. They gave me an opportunity. It's like 20 extra bucks I can win. Sure. From from just putting down a little scratch. So use that that promo code ATOZ Sports and download the app today. All right, Zach, what is uh, your second thing we all know about the AFC South? You talked about the Jags and Trevor Lawrence. What's number two? It's what we know, and then this is a weird one. It's because what we don't know. We know what the Texans are doing. The Texans decided to start Tyrod Taylor. Now it's Davis Mills because Tyrod Taylor got his hamstring hurt on that touchdown run, which I saw live, and I said, he hurt his hamstring. You could just, it's just the, it's the way he moved into the end zone. He said, uh, he's not celebrating like he should. My question, the thing that we know is that they're not playing Deshaun Watson. My question is, why are they not playing Deshaun Watson? Why are they not playing him, or why are they not trading him? Why are they not putting him on the block and getting something for him? Are they waiting for the Dolphins situation to get worse? It appears to be. Are they waiting for more quarterbacks to get hurt? Because that appears to start happening. 
are the are they tanking? Are they tanking? You're you're confused by why the te- the Texans are not playing or trading Deshaun Watson. Why are they not trading him? Who's going to take Deshaun Watson right now? He's they had un- offers from who? Did you not see the report? They had uh, no, multiple not, first rounds. You have not referenced a report. Have you referenced a report over those last minutes? No, or they so? had a report uh, like last week. Oh, well, then Field I missed it. Came out before uh, before the season that they that a team was interested and offered for Deshaun Watson, and they didn't take it. Okay, well then so I riddle didn't, me I, that. No, I didn't see that report, and I would like to know more about the report, like what all went into it, because the Texans know that they have one opportunity uh, to trade Deshaun Watson have to get as much as possible. Bobby says that was closer to rumors than a report. And I don't know it. Uh, maybe Zach can go find it real quick. Brent says Deshaun Watson is untradeable until legal issues are resolved. I agree. I mean, that's the reason why Deshaun Watson is not playing and is not traded is because it, why they, the Texans aren't going to play him because they then they would have to be on the hook if he gets hurt. And they would rather they know be on the sh- hook if he gets hurt. They're on the hook now. I I, I know, but that didn't they, make any sense. Austin. They would like they would like to hold out hope to trade a healthy Deshaun Watson at some point. Now the trade deadline, I don't know when it is exactly, but it's usually around Halloween. And like you said, the Dolphins and other teams might starting getting even more desperate because six quarterbacks are dealing with injuries right now in the NFL. Uh, at some point over the next month, will another team get even more desperate than they already are and try to pull the trigger for Deshaun Watson? They don't want Deshaun Watson to get hurt. They also know that they're tanking because their future is not Deshaun Watson, so there's no point in playing him whatsoever. And Tyrod Taylor had him playing competitive football, and it's unfortunate, again, for Taylor to get hurt again. That's what happens. When right? he's been playing good you football. You can't hit your wagon to guys like Jake Locker or – to Tyrod Taylor there or Carson Wentz, who we'll talk about here shortly. Their, their ass is going to get hurt. And so the, the Tyrod Taylor thing, okay, I'll ask you this then, Austin. Is this the approach that you would have taken if you were the Houston Texans? I mean, I would have tried. It's so hard because I don't know what the Texans are supposed to do because the NFL won't make a decision and put him on the exempt list. That's what the Texans probably hoped that that would, that would have happened. And Absolutely. it hasn't, right? But when there's uh, over or nearly two dozen civil lawsuits against your star quarterback who doesn't want to play for you and wants to be traded, like, what are you going to do? Like, Deshaun Watson wanted out of Houston before the civil lawsuits popped up. And before the civil lawsuits popped up, the Texans would have been crazy to trade Deshaun Watson unless it was for John Robinson's king ransom term. But And then all of a sudden, the lawsuits come out. I don't know what they're supposed to do. And Ed says, why won't the league act? I I don't know. They won't act because they don't know yet because the legal system takes forever. So nobody knows. So the only thing the Texans can do is to sit him. And and, pay him? Well, you just, because you you at least have the opportunity to trade him if he's healthy. But you're sitting there paying him a massive salary to do nothing, to even be away from the team. They're not even letting him around the team. I mean, I, I, it's a weird, it's so strange. And we haven't seen a situation like this before. There is zero precedent with what's going on with Deshaun Watson, a quarterback who wants to be out, uh, but who has 22 civil lawsuits against him for sexual miscon- misconduct. I mean, it's crazy. Who has a massive salary? 
And look, the, and, and the, the team, sexual mis- The team also knows that he's not their future. So why would they want him to help them try to win a few more games? Like, so the team is trying to do what's best for their future and their future is not Deshaun Watson. So not playing him does make sense. It's like, it's a crappy, awful situation for everybody involved, including all of the people who have sent out the lawsuit, the civil lawsuits. Like there's no, there's no good way to handle this. And I think not playing him is the best of all the bad ways. They're paying him $16 million. I, that's it? For 2021. I mean, that's, you know, it. I'd rather... Well, 2022, it's 35. Okay, I, I knew it went up drastically. And so, hey, I'd rather, you know, pay him 16 mil, one basically a, a, right under a mil a game to not let him get hurt to maybe try to trade him later. So, again, the trade deadline's usually around right before or after Halloween. I, you know, that's... Kind of how it needs to go. Okay, so let's ask this then. Do you okay. think Deshaun Watson will be traded before this season's over, right? So before the trade deadline? No, I don't. Because I don't know how you can. I don't know how another NFL team can trade for Deshaun Watson knowing what they don't know. <laughs> that There's no way they can trade for somebody. But they, you don't know when they're going to figure it out. Right. The legal so, process, I mean, hell, that, that thing takes so long. That could be drug out for years. Yes, but there's no point. And they will settle. Like, I'm sure Deshaun Watson wants to collect these checks. And look, you, the philosophy is, I mean, you got to maintain a lifestyle, but you got $16 million in the bank this year. If you, And I'm not saying just pay them off, but, I mean, you're trying to get out of the situation if you're in this situation and are – Look, I, I know he's he's pleading not guilty, and he is saying that these accusations are completely false. I think his reputation's already been tarnished. Yeah, there's no way he can be traded, Zach, because who would trade? Like, it would take a crazy person to trade for Deshaun Watson because of all the public scrutiny that would go on your organization if you do that. Because of I don't all think, these, no, I. But that's the thing, I, Deshaun Watson has not been treated like that. Deshaun Watson has not been exiled into, you know, the abyss. He's just, nobody's really talking about him. Nobody's NFL, talking about it because what is there is. to say? Nobody's, nobody's talking about it because we don't know anything. That's why nobody's talking about it. Well, you would think if this was a high profile case, they would reveal a lot more things and details about the accusations. That's what happens in media. That's what happens in news. But some way, somehow, that's not happening in this particular case. He is not getting the coverage that you would think he would get. I right. think that is my point. I mean, I, and I, and don't, I don't know, know why. And I well, because nobody knows because it's so. It's like it's he said, she said, and it's a civil lawsuit, and it's twenty-two of them, and like there's nothing else that we can do besides wait for when this actually starts to play out in the in the legal process. But but. Dude, this is a, so high profile. They would have 60 minute stories sitting down with these accusers talking about the ins and outs of what happened in that massage therapy room. But that's you up know to the, that in a high up, profile case, that's what usually happens. I'm I don't exact, know why I'm that's Deshaun Watson's not getting that. Because there's no new information and the accusers aren't doing that. For whatever reason, that's not the plan of the accusers is to go out and do the 60 minute interviews or, or anything. So like, I don't know. I'm just telling you, Nothing's changed 
with Deshaun Watson for months, which is why nobody's talking about it and, as much. And I'm with Ken. Something's not adding up. And I it, it, it this is a high-profile player, a superstar quarterback, a top-five QB in the National Football League. He has done something or been accused of something egregious. Like, and in today's temperature, your ass gets canceled at the snap of a finger. But Deshaun Watson is not getting that same treatment that the mainstream media usually so, gives so are you, those are you, type. Are you, are no, you I'm, upset I'm, I'm, with, I'm this? with Ken. Can, Something's not adding up. Because, <sighs> because Bobby says, isn't Zach always telling us to not judge until we know all the facts? And now you're saying, like, why? Now you're asking no, for no, more well, coverage. Why are we treating somebody else in society different? Maybe, I, I, maybe I, because, I hate society. Maybe because, this is, maybe because we're actually approaching this the correct way this time no no well that okay. never happens well <laughs> that, well then why the hell is something else not happening why you're like you're over here asking why is more not talked about this is because nobody else knows like this is actually how it's supposed to go it's that the player gets paid and doesn't play the team sits and waits and we're all waiting to make our decisions or our opinions based off of what actually happens legally isn't that not how it's supposed to be? And you're over here bitching about why it's not more? Because it never happens that way. Okay, then maybe it is this time. Like, what, what's going I don't know, man. Like, like you're asking all these questions, but like it, the Texans are handling it the right way. The media is reporting on the new things that come out, but nothing new has come out in months. And so what's the point? David Coley just says every Monday or Tuesday, Deshaun Watson's out this week. And then you say, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Why don't you just rule them out for the next several weeks? Oh, my point is something's very fishy, and I don't know why that they are treating this situation differently than every single high-profile sexual accusation against a premier icon in sports. That doesn't happen, man. Yeah, and I don't says, think it's just because it's working this time. The judiciary well, system is working. Again, no, I'm not saying the judiciary system is working. We're talking about the media coverage. We're not talking about the judiciary system. Why, I, and, and that, why is the media treating him like this? Again, I, I don't know because I, I don't read up on it every week because it doesn't matter to me because well, I'm not it matter, here. It, does, it matters because you cover the Tennessee Titans, and this does affect – what if Deshaun Watson was playing right now? We'd have a completely different story with a team we're about to talk about. We thought we we're going to be good, and all of a sudden they're zero and two. And the whole the whole damn division, I think, has surprised us in the start that they've had. Now the Titans played two pretty difficult matchups, and they've mm -hmm. won one of one. But my next my next take of the AFC South is has to do with the Indianapolis Colts. And it starts with, why are they so bad? And why does this man keep playing the way that he does? All right, let, let's let's have you talk more about this and get, dive deeper into it. But first, tell us all about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is right there where you need to be if you need a new car, or if you need a used car, or if you need to trade in your used car that you have to get a new car. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Look at their inventory today. They've got the Palisade, which is a full-size SUV, 2021, all the bells and whistles, Apple CarPlay, third-row seating, or if you want a four-door sedan like I have in the Sonata, it's that whip is sitting right out there ready to dominate the streets. 
the Hyundai has you, and Wilson County Hyundai has you covered even more. For you or your family, they have the perfect make and model. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports, and with your first deposit, your first bet is risk free up to one thousand bucks. It's a great way to build and start your bankroll. You go out there, you that first deposit, whatever you decide to put in it, you just bet it all on something with plus money because you're either going to win that bet or you're going to get that money back in free credits to go build your bankroll with the BetMGM app. It's a great app. Zach and I love it. I'm already getting set for this upcoming college football. And in NFL weekend, we had it is esports picks yesterday presented by BetMGM. They had a killer show talking about building your parlay pool early in the week. So follow us in the BetMGM app. Download the app. ATOZ Sports is the code for risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your first deposit and your first bet. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years older. Must be present in Tennessee and for gambling problem support. Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Zach, tell us more about the Colts and what we know about the Colts. Well, uh, everybody's laughing at Big Ten Jeff. Wentz has actually been playing well. Now, if you look at his stats, uh, Wentz has been playing reckless. He has not been playing well. Which is how he has he's a been good, playing. He has a good completion career. percentage, but he's been sacked six times for 55 yards of lost sack yardage. Like, he's playing the way that he needs to stop playing. Like, that is the problem. It's insanity. If you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and expect a different result, you are glorified insane. And I feel like Colts fans, maybe Jeff has a little insanity in him if he's thinking he's playing that well. Well, he's playing the same way he played in Philadelphia, which got his ass traded and didn't win football games. And you can't have pictures like this consistency. You see that oh that wincing face? Yeah, pun intended. Man, the Seahawks got after his ass. The Rams got after him. Like, it was uh, the Seahawks game. I, I felt bad for him. And then what do you know? He winds up with two sprained ankles. And then Jacob Eason comes in, has an opportunity to win the game, first throw, pick. Yeah, it's just um, like it's it's the irony in Carson Wentz spraining both ankles at the same time is not lost on me. It's like I, I made Jake the joke. Uh, yeah, he's and there was a great comment earlier. I wanted to give credit um, for this comment uh, real quick. Um, Michael says Wentz literally plays like he doesn't care at all about his body or health. That's how he's been playing since he entered the NFL. You could do that at North Dakota State and get away with it. But when you go to the NFL with the Eagles and now with the Colts, there's just been so many injuries because of how reckless he plays diving, throwing his body into everything, hanging on to the ball too long. This this had to have been the expectation after you trade for Carson Wentz. Is that there's no way he stays healthy. He couldn't even get to training camp without needing a surgery. Then he hurts his foot, has the surgery, comes back, and then week two, and he sprains both ankles. Like Spraining both ankles is something that happens like when you're old and you walk down the steps on a slippery rainy day, or when you go skydiving, you don't do that in the NFL sprinting both ankles on the same play. Now I get Aaron Donald does some crazy stuff, but Carson Wentz is snake bit. He's injury prone and he's reckless, 
which just makes his, his injuries even that more dramatic. And so, uh, like, I, this was how I expected the Colts to look. I didn't expect them to necessarily start 0-2, but I expected Carson Wentz to have issues staying healthy and significant injuries before we even got to October. Well, and now Indy's back is against the wall, and they're in a must-win divisional game in week three against Tennessee in Nashville. This is a must-win. If their season wants to be truly salvaged, they can't start 0-3. They can't do it. They're going to be two behind, and with that divisional loss and how bad the division is, they're going to be banking on the Titans losing to teams like Jacksonville and the Texans who we just talked about, and that's not going to happen. And that's going to be their only way to get into the playoffs. That's the problem. It's the setup. The AFC North has three teams that can vie for playoff berth, right? And who knows what the Patriots are going to do, and the Chargers don't look bad. So all of those wild card teams that you're looking at, starting 0-3 is not going to help you get to where you need to go. Yeah, Kevin says the AFC is too good for them to climb out of an 0-3 hole, and that's why I said it in the post game, Like, the opportunity to for the Titans to bury the Colts in an 0-3 hole uh, at home, at home, mind you, and potentially against a backup quarterback, cannot be overstated. And I have to re- I have to say this, week two, 2019, Colts come to town with a backup quarterback in a month after Andrew Luck called it quits. Field caught on fire pregame. The Titans honored Eddie George and Steve McNair, and the Colts beat the Titans inexplicably. And so, if you're the Titans, you have to, you know, kind of beware a little bit because you've seen this movie before. But this Colts team, you know, Jacob Easton making his first start is different than Jacoby Brissett, who is more of a veteran backup who had experience and was a, I think, a very high quality backup quarterback in Jacoby Brissett. But again, like, this is a massive opportunity, and I, I, I mentioned pre-show uh, that to look up the BetMGM odds for the division. The Titans, to start the season two weeks ago, were minus 110 or minus 115 to win the AFC South. The Colts are like plus 135 or 40. Right now, it's the Titans at BetMGM, minus 200. The Colts, plus 225, and the Texans and the Jags are both plus 1,400. So it's all in two weeks and the Titans sucked in week one and they sucked in the first half in week two, but in two weeks, it's already shifted that dramatically for the Titans to run away with this division. And the next six weeks is the Titans opportunity to lock it up because the Titans have six AFC opponents, including uh, three divisional games in the next three, in the next six weeks with a chance to go maybe four and two over that stretch and do some damage and really run away from the rest of the division. And both the Colts and the Titans opened with NFC West teams, and this both played the Seahawks. <clears throat> the Titans were just able to beat them in Seattle. The Colts, here's the other caveat. Both of their losses, where were they? Home. In Indy. So you only got six more home games, and you're supposed to have an advantage. And uh, Lucas Oil Stadium is an advantage. I've been there. It is actually one of my favorite stadiums that I've ever been to, to watch a game. Now, it was a midday game. The roof was open. So the atmosphere, I, I, I just very enjoyable day. The Titans got waxed because Charlie Whitehurst was playing, and Justin Hunter had hands of stone, even though he played wide receiver. 
But that home field advantage kind of goes out the window because they've lost two of their home games. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. And uh, Joey Watts asked, why did the Colts get rid of Jacoby Brissett? I believe his contract was up. Um, and he and they drafted uh, over him. They yeah. they got Eason, and then they got Sam Ellinger from Texas. This well, they year. they wanted. I'm guessing that they did not want to spend higher dollar on backup quarterback after trading for Carson Wentz, who's being paid like 30 million bucks. So they couldn't afford to retain Jacoby Brissett uh, at what he was making because he got an extension there once uh, Andrew Luck retired to be the bridge quarterback. And then they went after, went out and got Philip Rivers. So he probably was soured a little bit on the organization for how they treated him with the contract extension and then, you know, free agent signing of Philip Rivers and then a trade for Carson Wentz. He was like, I'm out of here. Go find new opportunity. So you remember how I said at the beginning of the season that the only way that I would pick the Titans to go to the Super Bowl is if they hosted an AFC championship game. Right now, because of how the AFC South is kind of shaking up, that could could become a reality more so now that you're not going to have to worry about your division as much if you take care of the Colts this weekend and they start 0-3. You can start focusing on other things down the road, and probably the Chiefs just lost to the Ravens. The Ravens lost to the uh, Raiders the week before, so there's some shakeup. The Steelers beat the Bills, and then the Steelers just lost, right? And you mm -hmm. said this before the show. Everybody and their mothers one and one. Yeah, yeah. So Josh says, once the Titans lock up the South, need to go for the number one seed, and the only buy in the AFC would be huge. I mean, that's tough because you got to play the entire NFC West. <laughs> and the Rams are good. The Niners are good. Uh, you have a tough schedule. The Saints, I think, are, are, are losable. Uh, in that game, and so you you've got a tough schedule here uh, for, the, and then you got to play the Chiefs and the Bills, Bills then Chiefs in back to back weeks in this six game AFC stretch. So you really need to take care of business over the next three weeks to set yourself up there uh, to maybe go after that. But it's a it's a long thing to do. But let's go ahead and get to uh, the, our next topic here, Zach, and that is what's the most interesting storyline in the NFL to you so far? So this is a pan personal. For everybody, we're opening up to the entire NFL. Mine has to deal with the AFC still. But what is the most interesting storyline in the NFL so far to you? But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout at Mandu equals five or more hours in the weight room from full body electronic muscle stimulation. Guys, it's a real workout. It'll make you sweat. It'll make you really sore, and it'll help build functional strength and build muscle while targeting that hard-to-burn body fat and transform your body. Whatever fitness goals you have, Mandu can help you achieve them. Maybe you can't, maybe you're like 80% to your goal, and you can't figure out how to finish strong. Mandu can help you do that with their uh, highly educated training, training staff and the science behind it. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. And if you tell them A to Z Sports sends you, you get a hundred bucks off your first month when you sign up. That's mandu.com. Tell them A to Z sent you, and you get a hundred dollars off your first month when you sign up right there at mandu.com. Bet MGM, they power our morning show. Code ATOZ Sports. You can get parlay boosts, you can get free bets. That's kind of the best part about 
what is going on. Plus, if you're a new user and you use the promo code ATOZ Sports, BetMGM is giving a risk free bet to new users up to $1,000. $1,000. You can turn $1,000 into $2,000 or even more if you put it into a parlay, however you want to do it. BetMGM, download the app today in your app store and use promo code ATOZ Sports, no spaces for that promo. All right, so what is the most interesting storyline in the NFL to you so far? Interesting. It doesn't mean surprising. It doesn't mean the most important, but just the most interesting to you. So this could be whatever uh, you guys uh, feel. Ronnie says the Raiders being 2-0 and is very interesting to me, and we can spend some time on each of these observations as we go through them. Yeah, the Raiders, because they had, you know, the Ravens and the Steelers, like you, you could easily see the Las Vegas Raiders going into the year when, or when the schedules come out, being like, yeah, it's an zero and two start uh, because of what those Ravens and Steelers are. Uh, Noah says the Colts have three straight road games. Uh, the Dolphins, uh, Titans, Dolphins, and Ravens, they could get to zero and five. I mean, that's not, that's not out of the question there, Noah. Because well, with the Dolphins, you don't know what Tua's situation's like because he got hurt uh, on Sunday. As well, Jeff says, honestly, the Colts being 0-2. Chris says, Derek Carr looking like MVP. Uh, well, the Badgers looking at the MGM odds this morning. Kyler Murray is now the favorite to be the MVP, which is crazy. Um, Ants, uh, Ants says, win one game, everybody talking things like are, are fixed now. The de- defense is still giving up 30 points a game. The O-line is still shaky from the Titans there. Uh, let's see. Uh, more, most surprising. Uh, Nate says, Jameis interception uh, – Wilson was weak. I don't even know what you're trying to say there, Nate. I'm sorry. Um, Ethan says, freaking Tom Brady is having the best start of his career at 44. Tom Brady with nine touchdown passes in the first two games, Zach. I mean, you're smiling ear to ear. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know. I've watched all of the touchdown passes. (laughs) Baby. I could be my – I mean, that's my favorite storyline. I don't know. It's the most interesting storyline. It's definitely not the most interesting but because they ran everybody back. They ran it back. They're doing what they're supposed to do. And they played two defenses. You love to see it. You love to see it. They, they played the Falcons and the Cowboys, two bad defenses from a year ago. And the Falcons have given up 80 points in the first two weeks. The Falcons are bad. Uh, Dom says and Arthur the Cardinals- Smith, not Arthur Smith, didn't have a run game. And he's playing from behind. And when you don't have Derrick Henry, things look a little different in yeah. the run. Uh, Dom says Cardinals are going to be a real problem. They look like another contender over Seattle and San Francisco. Yeah, the Cardinals are very popular. well. The NFC West, right? I mean, the Seahawks. It took overtime and a comeback in the second half by the Titans to make them one and one. Everybody else is two and zero. Oh. I mean, they are the best division in football. We knew that to start, but now yeah. we're really seeing it. Yeah, Rashid says the Broncos are two and zero. Oh. Monsoon says Brady returning to Foxborough next week is going to be fun. Yeah, that that'll be really fun uh, too. So my most interesting storyline, Zach through two weeks uh, is that in the AFC, there are 16 teams. 11 of the 16 teams are one and one, including like some real players that you thought were going to be in this thing. Like the bills are one and one. Everybody in the AFC North is at one and one. The Ravens, Steelers, Browns, all contenders or view themselves as contenders. Even the Bengals got to win. Then you've got the Chiefs and the Chargers are sitting at third and fourth in the AFC West because two of the five non one on one teams are the two and zero Raiders and two and zero Broncos. So like that that division looks kind of uh, you know turned around a little bit. But eleven teams 
including all of the serious contenders in the AFC are sitting at one and one. I find that extremely interesting because it means that everybody has flaws. And I didn't think the Chiefs would. I didn't think the Bills would be one-on-one at this at this point. And so I think, does that make you feel better about the Titans because they were allowed to have that one awful week and then recover? They need to, they need to, they need to finish out. The no, it just three. solidifies what you said. The Titans have flaws. I mean, yeah, right. but again, like, but now that they're even, like, like they had their one where they showed their ass against the Cardinals, and now they're they're even. And so I think that's a good. They still thing. have flaws. They still have offensive line exactly, problems. I'm not saying they don't have flaws. I'm just saying everybody has flaws, which means that it brings maybe the Chiefs and the Bills down a notch when you had them a couple notches ahead of the Titans potentially. Well, you asked me if it made me feel better, and my answer is no, because I think that because of the injuries in the offensive line, that is the concerning part. And defensively, they've got to – they can't blow coverages like they have, right? I, we know that the players can come to play like Tannehill, Julio, A.J., and Derrick Henry. I fully expect a bounce-back game from A.J., right? Like, I, I know that. But, uh, yeah, it didn't make me feel any better. I'm going to pluck really – I'd say two teams out of those one in one AFC teams okay. to talk about. You could do all four. Uh, Will I talked about before Wilson and Trevor Lawrence? They are are bad. They're just not playing on very good teams. They got to work through that. I'm very interested because I felt like the Dolphins were going to be big time contenders, and then what do you know? They had the same thing happen that the Colts happened. Surprise, surprise, Carson Wentz got hurt. Surprise, surprise, Tua got hurt. What are you going to do without a quarterback? And the, the Dolphins, I feel like, are ready to make a push. I think it will be interesting to see what they do in that AFC East. They have a win over the Patriots early in week one. But what can they continue on? I'm very curious about these Dolphins. Jacoby Brissett, who we mentioned too, is now their backup. So that's a pretty good backup, but how far is that going to get you? Because that is a wild card contending team, and that was the 10-plus win team that missed the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. That was the one team. So what are they going to do? I'm, I'm kind of watching Miami to see how they rebound, with, with or without Tua. I'm not sure what his ribs are going to do. Yeah, and and I think that they you know they play at Las Vegas, and Derek Carr is not like a given to play, and their backup is uh, Nathan Peterman, uh, because Marcus Mariota is also on the shelf yet again. So, you know that could be a winnable game uh, there for the DJ Dolphins. brings something up. What do you think about that? Who will bring in Cam Newton, or will somebody bring in Cam Newton? Newton's go on record saying that he thinks that teams think that he is a distraction. Well, because he is a distraction. And that's just who he is. Yes. So will that prevent him from getting a job like well, it has others in the past? It, it, well, it, there, it needs to be a team who has lost their starter for uh, a significant chunk of the season. Like Tyrod Taylor's out a while is what that was framed at. But the Texans aren't trying to win. Mm-mm. So the Texans are going to bring in Cam Newton. Um, I, the Carson Wentz thing is interesting because if the Colts bring in Cam Newton, I think that's an upgrade, especially with Carson Wentz's inability to stay healthy. And with the running game, the Colts can have with, with the stable of running backs and Taylor Hines and Mac. I like that a lot. That idea. And they've got some weapons on the outside. 
Um, the O-line needs to get healthier, but I think it, you know, I just don't expect the Colts to go spend that type of money on another quarterback, but I don't know what other choice they have. Chris brings that up. He goes, the Colts might not have another choice, but I think the Colts would be the best fit out there unless somebody else gets hurt who isn't currently hurt. Like Andy Dalton's hurt, but they have Justin Fields. Uh, I don't think the Dolphins are going to bring in Cam because they have Jacoby Brissett. Um, you know, Derek Carr's not going to, you know, the Raiders aren't going to be an option. Ben Roethlisberger is banged up, but he's probably going to play. So I don't know what opportunity else is out there other than the Colts if this Carson Wentz double ankle sprain lasts, uh, you know, or is expected to last a month or longer. Yeah, if you own three, where you're at, right? Like, how right. I many you're then desperate. What's the, yeah. yeah. Well, if you're owing, owing four, because the Colts had the Titans, Dolphins, and I forget who that uh, last team was, but it was a, a game they could drop. So, from the commenter earlier who said the Colts, it's Ravens. So, yeah, and they're the Colts, all away at Dolphins, at Ravens, or at, at, at Titans, at Dolphins, at Ravens. Then they play the Texans at home, and then they're at the 49ers home against the Titans. Ugh. Yeah, that's I mean, that's bad. a tough schedule just looking at it before, right? Yeah. I told, but we talked about that. Playoff team, the Rams, playoff team, the Titans, playoff team, the Dolphins, they're the only team that wasn't, the Ravens and the 49ers and the Titans. I said six out of the first nine teams, you remember me saying that, were playoff teams. And then you had the, the Dolphins that were the only ones that weren't. That's a tough stretch for the Colts. That's good for the Titans. Yeah, it's great for the Titans. And we'll just have to see what happens. So your your most interesting storyline is the Dolphins and seeing where they can kind of shuffle themselves uh, as a wild card team. Yeah, very interesting there uh, for sure. So mine is the fact that 11 of the fifth of the 16 AFC teams are at one and one a lot of opportunity for teams uh, to really uh, battle for wildcard contention because everybody that's important has lost a game. Right. So I find that interesting there. All right, Zach, let's move on to throwing shade. My shade happened in Atlanta. There was broken glass everywhere. And it was a situation that was handled as poorly as it possibly could have been handled. So get ready for that. But first, let me tell you guys about our friends at RentersWarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, they're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply head to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit. They can create extra cash flow for you and your family and get that retirement plan jump started because long-term equity equals long-term wealth which means it's great to rent out your property uh, to help you get that retirement plan set up. Also, if you're looking to rent out a new home for yourself or for your son or daughter or whoever it may be, whatever situation you're in, they've got a great inventory across the mid-state right there at renterswarehouse.com. A to Z Sports are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. They have you covered. BetMGM is the title sponsor of our Pre-game, halftime, post-game show, home game this week. The mainstay. It's going to be lit. Look at that crowd. Home games are at the mainstay right across the street from Nissan Stadium. Come pre-game with us and then enjoy the post-game. All right, shade here on the show. So get your throw-in shade here. I will get my shade here momentarily, but we got to get this thing kicked off the right way. (laughs) 
All right, so let's see. G-Man says, shade on Zach and Austin for not reading his comments. G-Man, we, you, we've been reading your comments for years. G-Man's been a day one ever since uh, pre-A uh, to Z media LLC. <laughs> so uh, G-Man, nothing personal. Maybe we just uh, didn't have an opportunity uh, to, you know, just didn't see him. We got a lot of comments flying in here at the same time. Just happened to miss you uh, today. All right, Kevin says, shade NFL officiating is so bad. I mean, the I don't understand how Memphis returned that for a, a touchdown against Mississippi State when so many things in that game went bad from officiating and that specific play. But you do so love to see State fail. I don't care about Mississippi State like you do. Like Ole Miss fans are the only people who care about following Mississippi State besides Mississippi State. And their failures. And their failures, yes. Uh, you yeah. love to see them fail. Yeah, I mean, shade all over the place on the refs in the Titans uh, game. Alex said shade on that awful post the SEC made after the state game uh, when they lost to Memphis. Yeah, the, the weird thing is, like, the guy definitely downed the punt. Uh, I don't know if you – Brian Edwards pointed this out yesterday in the pick show that uh, Memphis had two number fours in on that play, which you know, you can have duplicate numbers in college football – but, but it I came didn't realize, in the same field time. Yeah, it came in the field at the same time. It's a five yard penalty, but that got away with it. Um, so yes, that was um that was some good shade there. Shade on the refs all around this week. Zach, what is your shade? Well, I thought your shade was gonna be the Texas rattlesnake. <laughs> I'm really curious to see to see what your shade is gonna be. But my shade has to do with uh, it's a it's a closing of a chapter. And Look, I've followed this player, whether you love him or hate him, which a lot of people hate him, but my shade is all on the J.J. Redick haters for when he was on Duke saying, you're never going to be a pro. You're never going to go to the NBA and have success. Oh, did they, were they wrong or not? He played 15 seasons and Austin, I'll let you play a little guessing game. How much money do you think he earned in his 15 seasons? J.J. Redick, the 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 assassin for three at Duke. I, and look, I, I thought that he could come in, defend, and if he shot well, there was a place for him. I didn't yeah. think he would play 15 seasons, but damn. How, what do you think his career earnings are? Well, I was hoping you were going to ask me a trivia question of how many times did did JJ Reddit make the playoffs in his 15 years? Because that answer is 14. I knew that one. Uh, but I, let's see how much money. 15 years is a long time. I'm going to guess JJ Reddick made 120 million dollars in his career. Ooh, that is really really close. <laughs> yeah, You're over. But uh, we don't play over. Uh, 115 million dollars. Oh, oh, I almost said 115, but I thought 115 in 15 years would have been too weird. Man, I that's I mean that's really good. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good. That was a good guess. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, JJ Reddick, very impressive oh, career. Unbelievable, and yeah. uh, a lot of people doubted that guy, and he, I think he proved a lot of people wrong. And I, I thought, uh, and you may have. I watched all of his games. So the eight-minute retirement video. You watched every single one of J.J. Reddick's games over 15 years? Oh, no, 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 at Duke. Okay. <laughs> you just said, I watched every one of his games. No, yeah, I was talking about at Duke. Once he went to the pros, I mean, he played for Orlando, for God's sakes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not watching those Magic games. Right. I did watch a couple of Magic games this year because I won some money on them. But 
uh, thanks to BetMGM. But pretty unbelievable uh, career that I think was surprising to all. So shade on the haters. And you always hear the story about, and that was when Maryland was really good in the ACC and North Carolina, obviously, mm -hmm. about them looking up things of his family and like sending death threats and chanting about you know bad things about his, his sister and all that other stuff and his parents. So I, that's some redemption in the in the check of 115 million dollars. <laughs> college basketball, I think that's college basketball's peak or most recent peak. Like those years, like people cared about college basketball 15 plus years ago, way more than they do now. And that was a really fun time. The ACC was rolling. The Big East was still a thing. The Grayson Allen era was a, a blip of that because yeah, there was but, a hate, but uh, but it wasn't the same. No, it was not the same because like I was because whenever I think of JJ Reddick, I also think of Adam Morrison and how opposite those two guys went. Because Adam Morrison, for a living, is now on the Gonzaga, part of the Gonzaga broadcast team. Which look, if you're a Gonzaga legend, then might as well he make was money. NBA, NBA Finals champion. Was he really? Yeah, for the Lakers. Oh, man, I forgot about that. And Crazy. then you have Jimmer for debt, who was unbelievable, but he couldn't stay long in the league. No. He had to go to China. Right. So my shade, Zach, is from uh, my trip to Atlanta this past weekend with my wife. There were a total of uh, four couples, so eight of us, on this trip visiting uh, one of the couples that lives in Atlanta. So we go you know, bouncing around the different bars and restaurants, and we're at this one bar on Friday night and uh, our plans had gotten changed. So we just kind of showed up to this bar just because it was available. So Friday night we're at this bar and uh, our drinks are being brought and the server has like the tray of drinks. Right. And you know, there's different types of cocktails and wine and whatever on it. So she starts unloading it, holding it. All of a sudden I notice the champagne glass is starting to tip and I'm like, Oh God, I see it. And I felt like it was in slow motion. And so I like move towards it. The champagne glass starts to tip. The server sees it and goes, ah, and then instead of like just allowing that to fall freaks out, tossing the glass of red wine all over one of the girls with us, just dump red wine everywhere oh my the God. entire glass shatters and just boom just goes i've never seen a wine glass shatter like this <laughs> the stem was the only thing left remaining everything else was in pieces everywhere and the wine all like it could it got like i got like blood splatter on me on like my my chest but it was all over <laughs> yeah yeah i mean just like crazy and so I mean, I like all over her pants, all over her phone sitting on the table. Jenny jumps up my wife and grabs the phone real quick and starts putting it in a towel and taking the case off to save that. But her bag, I'm not going to say how much the bag was, but a very nice bag, very sentimental bag, a gift to her was drenched. And so she sprints off to the bathroom. One of the other girls goes to the bathroom with her and it's the chaos. server just has no idea what to do. So Alex says, sounds like y'all got free drinks. So after spending several minutes in the bathroom, trying to clean herself of this red wine off, uh, the server comes and checks on her. The server was really nice, but she didn't know what to do here. She was way in over her head. The server's peace offering 
was a big ass shot of tequila that nobody wanted the shot of tequila. So for everyone? No, for her. Just the one shot. It's like, here's a shot of tequila to make it all feel better. And which she didn't, she said she didn't want it, but she had it. And then the chat, we're all just like bummed now and pissed. That's it. That's all we've gotten so far is a shot of tequila that nobody asked for. And so she brings the check. Everything's still on it. And so uh, her husband, the girl who got spilled on's husband had to say, look, can we don't, we're not going to pay for her drink. And then the server said, okay. And took the it server back. brought back new drinks after the cleanup. Yes. Correct? Yes. After the cleanup that took way too many towels. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Brought back new drinks. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, but we were like done. We're like over this place at this point. So, uh, she brings back the check after we asked for her drink to be removed. They got the, the girl who got spilled on. And I said, you know what? I, I don't feel like paying for my wife's glass of wine that did the damage. And so she goes, okay. And then so <laughs> <laughs> people are and, like, yeah, I, I don't feel like I should pay for mine. Like that was it. Like, like the fact that we had to go and ask twice for two drinks to be removed. Like no manager came over, no nothing, a shot of tequila that nobody wanted. And us having to ask twice for drinks to be taken off. This is the absolute worst way to handle this. Now the next day we go to a, a different establishment and there was a pizza ordered by one of the guys in our group. The pizza took 45 minutes. And so his girlfriend went and asked where the pizza was. The manager comes over, says, oh my gosh, I sincerely apologize. I'll make sure to take that off your tab and I'll bring you a hot, fresh pizza right now on us from our mistake. And, I, and we're like, that is how it is done. So my shade is on this bar and that waitress because... I feel like she was so freaked out that she didn't want to get her manager involved. When if you get your manager involved and you handle it the right way, you pay for all of our drinks, you give her uh, some type of like gift card to come back and something, right? Something. But my God, the worst way, the worst handling of a situation I've seen at a bar like that. I, I if I was there I, and you you were like uh, yeah, I don't feel like paying for my wife's glass of wine or whatever you said I definitely would have said yeah I don't feel like paying for my entree <laughs> and then I would have hoped somebody else would have said I don't feel like paying for the appetizer it's like everybody it's like in Rudy that everybody's turning in their jerseys yeah, yes <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. But you hate that but I think you you diagnosed the situation correctly I don't think she wanted to get her manager involved. But it is, she needs to problem solve. Yes. She needs to fix the problem and make sure the customer feel, I mean, you're not going to make them feel better. The night's ruined. You know, the girl's got wine all over or whatever. You just need to say, look, this is my peace offering for the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And not, uh, here's a shot of, of well tequila to make you feel oh, worse yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, this is going to make it all better. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with Johnny. They should have paid for a dry cleaning. Something offer because she was just totally soaked in red wine. You don't get involved with the dry cleaning as a restaurant. You do what you can do and you take all of the drinks off. I think that would have been smart, right? So that entire round was free or you get a, we're going to take all of these drinks off and you're going to get another round on us. All right. We fully apologize. Yeah, so Nate said, I bet you won't at them though, Austin. I, I, I had to scroll back to the text thread to find out what the place was called because I forgot. Uh, draw Bar. Draw Bar in Atlanta, I believe in Buckhead area. Draw Bar <laughs> is the culprit. Um, I don't remember the server's name, to be honest. 
It might have been like Emily or something. I don't know. But <laughs> but there you go, Nate. I had to like remember like what it was called. But em Emily yeah. comes home after that night, tells her boyfriend, you won't believe what happened. <laughs> and tells the story about her spilling every single glass, shattering all over yeah. these customers. Alex, Alex says, the worst part is the red wine. Literally any other liquid would have been better. Yeah. And I, I will say, because I, I didn't realize this, I had red wine splatter in my shirt which was one of my favorite shirts currently. And then on my shorts. And then the next morning I was like, ah, oh, damn it. There's red wine on my shoes. And so luckily for me, all of it came out Monday in the wash. So I survived that. I just had a few little splatters all over me, but I did not get drenched with a very heavy pour of red wine. My, my well, ass. that's good. So, so here's, I think to wrap this up, this is a very important question. Alex brings up, did you still tip? And if you did, what was the percentage? I love these. These are, these are my favorite. Yes, we tipped 15%. And we left a note that said, you know, everything's okay, but next time we need to have it handled better on, on the, cause we didn't want to like, she was, the server was also distraught. Like she was very upset by this. And so we're not trying to, I understand right now serving the service industry is like in a very tough spot. I'm not trying to hurt someone's livelihood by a, an accident because it was an accident. So she did a great job leading up to that point and she just didn't handle it the right way. So I believe we left 15%, which is 10% less than I normally leave. I'm at least a 25% guy. And so uh, 15% with a note of it's all okay. Don't worry about it, but make sure we handle it better next time. Be better. <laughs> be better. <laughs> that would have been better. Be better period. And then there's your tip. <laughs> so well, that, I hate that's that. how we handle it. I, I hate that. Um, but sometimes you run into those situations. Yep. So that's my shade. I've just been ready to unload on this shit. Cause when it sat Saturday morning, I wake up and I was like, God, that was terrible. And I found my shade for Wednesday. <laughs> it was just like, that's yeah, how I, I felt about it. I thought you were going to tell, tell us the Texas rattlesnake came in there and started a stone cold stunder. And then you didn't have to leave any tip. I thought that was how the story was going to end, but no, know. no, no, no. I, I always tip something. It's I, I am. I always have to tip something like you really have to royally piss me off to get me to leave zero tip. So, <laughs> all right, guys, hope you have a great rest of your rest of your Wednesday. Don't forget the A to Z sports podcast network has new content out with a ton of podcast uh, this morning. Uh, Buck rising will be live for A to Z sports primetime tonight. And we'll see you guys on the Titans Thursday to start off tomorrow. Have a good one. See you later. Adios.